Hi, and welcome to the Skift Airline Weekly Lounge. I'm your host, Madhu Anikrishnan, the editor of Skift Airline Weekly, and I'm joined today by Christian Vernet, the president of French carrier La Compagnie. Christian, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Madhu. Uh, nice to talk to you today. Let's launch into what La Compagnie is and um, sort of what is the product you offer to, to the U.S. and between the U.S. and France for those listeners who may not know. Sure, Madhu. Okay, so La Compagnie is a French airline, as its name may, may sound. Okay, uh, the company was created about six years ago uh, with the, the very specific uh, underlying concept of uh, the singularity to uh, fly uniquely business uh, travelers on single L um, aircraft between Paris and New York uh, at first, and then that was started in nineteen uh, in twenty fourteen. And uh, with the first aircraft and the second aircraft joined the fleet a year after that in 2015, doing the same thing from New York to uh, Luton, London airport. And uh, the mainstay of that of the purpose of the airline was to has been to move business travelers between the, the two cities because the, these two routes are pretty hefty regarding uh, business traffic. As you know, the Brexit came by in in 2016, and decision was taken to remove. London route, uh, which was not very well successful at this time. And the opportunity was given to add that second aircraft to uh, the Paris-New York route, so offering business travelers, especially corporate travelers, a better opportunity to be better served between the two cities with two flights daily. But that's the basis uh, on which the airline has uh, built up its uh, its recognition um, among the, the market, which uh, which has grown pretty strong because we are a small airline. We fully realize that with the team here even with hard work, uh, but yet in terms of uh, the number of seats we offer, and well, I will come to the aircraft that we, we've been flying, that we fly now to between uh, across the Atlantic. Uh, we offer 25% of the business class seats between Paris and New York, which is pretty significant, just behind the, the key uh, players, uh, which are the National Carriers and Delta Airlines on the other side. That, that's interesting. Now, this concept of the all business class airline has been tried before. I'm thinking of uh, MaxJet, if I'm not mistaken. What what sets La Compagnie apart from from others that have tried this in the market? Well, the, the Paris New York route is uh, pretty strong as far as business uh, travel traffic is concerned. This is this is number one. Uh, the other point is that we do offer a very high quality service even today. Uh, even more today, I should say, with the uh, with the S three twenty one, sorry, Neo that we introduced uh, last year. So, I mean, the, the quality of the offering is significant. Now, the um, the market we serve not only we serve business travelers, corporate travelers, but also we we do serve uh, some kind of leisure part of of the business uh, with people who are keen to flying easily uh, with uh, some kind of exhilarating experience. Uh, flying between the two cities. So we're trying and we have achieved to make that travel experience easier for most of the people. We, we now fly from Paris only instead of uh, Charles de Gaulle that we abandoned in uh, early 2018. Just making the, uh, the experience in terms of get-to-get time or center of city to center of city shorter, uh, quicker, more efficient, more easy. We do have, the particularity we have, we have a single configuration of water airplane. Uh, we now have with the S321 Neo 76 full flat seats. It's like a business jet uh, kind of environment. So, uh, if you look at the time required for passengers once they reach the airport, go through checking if they have not web checked before, 
going through a, a security check or immigration check, going through the lounge and then boarding the airplane. It is done in a very short amount of time. It's easy. Once the passengers get into the airplane within 10 to 15 minutes, everyone is seated on, into its comfortable seat. And the aircraft may go without a hurdle of having, uh, let's say, 300 other passengers going through the air next to you and finding their seats in the economy section of the aircraft. So we are, we, we do have specific birds. They are, they are very, uh, different from what you see in the industry, but the, the whole environment is, is just made to make the travel experience easy, uh, enjoyable, comfortable. Now, the, uh, this is on the product side. On, on the price side, we have, um, as I say, so far, uh, being quite aggressive in being able to offer some, some rights for, for, for the fares, which, which have been quite lower versus competition. Okay? And we are still there. And the S321, being a better airplane with uh, being much more efficient than the Boeing 757 we have been flying since the origin, are just helping us in uh, keeping that cost pressure low. So still offering us a better experience at cheaper, more affordable rates, uh, affordable rates than the competition we offer today. So sorry, that may be a bit long, but uh, I hope I've, I've been exhaustive into the uh, into the uh, into pr- providing you the the arguments that make us different from the rest of the uh, of the population of our travelers. No, no, that's that's great, and um, but you know that that leads to a question uh, that I believe there are now eleven airlines that are flying between Paris and New York. It's a very crowded market, and you're you're competing against uh, carriers like you know, say Delta and Air France that can absorb a lot of feed. You know, not just business travelers originating and ending in Paris and vice versa, but can take feed from all over the U.S. and all over Europe. And funnel that into uh, into the, their market. Are you relying solely on origin originating and des- and ending passengers at the two endpoints, or or is there an accommodation for feeder traffic as well? Well, what we sell today is is um, Paris to New York um, as an origin destination. We are not in position at this time, but we are working on that uh, with different partners. To offer um, feeder uh, services to passengers, but you know the way—I mean, the, the ability of the passengers today has very much increased in terms of their own ability to find a way to uh, be routed from from uh, region to destination, and they self-connect by, them, uh, by themselves using the uh, well the, the, the tools which are pretty effective today. So uh, basically, I think we have something like twenty-five to thirty percent of uh, of our passengers. To whom we sold tickets, obviously, uh, Paris to New York or vice versa, but who actually are coming from different cities, uh, connecting to Orly, uh, and then connecting out from Newark to different places into the States. So, uh, you're right. We have that little impediment at, at the time, uh, as, a, as I speak now, uh, that we can offer on a website, for instance, m- much more destinations than Paris and, uh, and New York or Nice now. But uh, say the the actual behavior of the public is such that uh, these these passengers find ways to get around uh, that requirement, and the, the, la compagnie being awareness among the market has now improved significantly over the years. I mean, we've been there for five years, which is a long time for an airline such as us, and now the implementation of the A321 Neo has just uh, revamped further higher uh, the uh, the filling and the uh, let's say the the 
interesting experience that, that, that these passengers have. So they speak between themselves. They talk into the uh, into the uh, corporations that we we sell tickets to. The travel agencies also uh, now know us, even though we are a small airline. But the, the mere fact that we represent twenty five percent of the uh, business seats between Paris and New York just put up at a different place than uh, we apparently could be. Okay, so that that's that's a pro into our system. So that explains uh, the, the success we have, even though, yes, we are not part of a legacy airline, even though, yes, we don't, we don't connect today with the, uh, with, the, with the big guys. But our commercial division here is working with, uh, with different partners uh, on both sides of the Atlantic to clinch contracts of this nature that will allow our passengers in the future to be able to buy tickets from different places, not from Ollie, uh, going to different places not being a new work per se. So that's, that's, that's in the way. But so far, even though we have that uh, intrinsic difficulty, uh, we have been able to, uh, let's say, build up our presence into the market to, I would say, honestly, quite a remarkable standpoint. And this is, and this is the same with, uh, with Nice that we opened last year. If we fly Paris all year long, we obviously fly Nice from uh, only the summer uh, season because that's the way the market is requiring uh, a different side, uh, type of offer so we fly basically from from May to September, and, and on Nice being being the uh, well next to Delta, who was uh, the sole airline flying to uh, to uh, Nice from New York uh, from New York, I should say, uh, we have been able in the first year of operation to uh, ramp up at about eighty percent load factor, which is pretty significant uh, oh. for such a first experience. And based on that success, we have decided obviously to continue that operation. So this year. Uh, with now the A321, which is a different bird, which really is bringing different experience and better experience to passengers, not only to the airline, to the other staff, but also to our uh, customer community. Uh, we will we will start operating this again from from May to the end of September, uh, and we do believe, even though competition is is pretty strong, uh, we do believe we have a place into this market, and uh, we, we we are fighting for that, and uh, there is no doubt we, we shall achieve something interesting at the end of the year. Let me let me uh, let me pick up something you mentioned earlier. You, you're seeing about uh, you know more than twenty percent of your passengers self connecting on either end. That is, uh, you know, a few weeks ago I spoke to your counterpart at French B, and they, they're noticing the similar behavior with passengers originating in Europe. Now that that behavior is not that habit is not as common in the U.S. So I guess the question is: Are you seeing more self uh, self connecting passengers on either end with their originating their uh, trips in Europe or or how does that split work out we well the uh, I mean we, I would have to go technically more deeper into the question uh, but we do have I think as much passengers uh, connecting in the US than we have in France but uh, oh. you have to you have to realize one thing that even though we are a French online we even we're small even if we started five six years ago uh, we do have about 60 percent of passengers on board who are originating from North America. But they are either American, most of them, North American. Also, there is a French community living in the States, which is pretty important. We know this and we, we appreciate us. So we, we have that awareness. And um, and good enough is that uh, as there are quite a few uh, commuting uh, solutions in, in the States, in New York, even in Newark, which, which may not be as well served as JFK to some extent, we do have a significant portion of our passengers that we, we know are coming from different places in, into the States. So that's, okay, that's a small impediment. We've, we've been able to uh, get around that and uh, they are developing the way to uh, 
reinforce our ability to, uh, say, bring solutions, transportation solutions to more people uh, away from Noir. Now, uh, you said 60% of your originating passengers are from North America. Um, does that mean you, you see more point of sale in North America than in France or Europe? Yes, we do. But that's, oh. I'd say naturally, that's linked to the population. And yeah. states, uh, even on the East Coast is significantly uh, more important than the one we have in France or around France. Okay. So that's, uh, that's one, one of the factors. So there is a bit of imbalance into the uh, population which is bound to, to travel. And we, we are benefiting from, from that, obviously. But we do have, well, the, rem- the remainder 40% of French travelers is also important. And we may have a bit more uh, corporate-type travelers on the French side than we have on the American side at the time. We do have American business uh, people, uh, many women traveling for sure, but we do also have quite a few uh, American uh, leisure travelers uh, traveling on their own with families because, well, they like the product. I mean, uh, the, the the word of mouth is, is playing fairly well uh, among the community, and that's uh, that's uh, that's a pro in our book, and that, that they, they advocate the product per se. I would say naturally, and that's working pretty fine. That's a great lead into my next question: is uh, where, where, um, how are you marketing the product? Are you are you relying on word of mouth? Are you advertising? Do you do you work with travel agents and um, uh, corporate travel providers? I mean, how how does how are you getting the word out about this about your airline? Well, we are well. There are two part into your question. First, first of all, as as far as distribution is concerned. Uh, we do have a website uh, through which we sell about uh, 60% of our travelers. It's not exactly that in terms of revenue, but that's that's the amount of passengers that goes through the the the, the web system. The rest is is channeled through uh, travel agencies for sure, the big groups, uh, smaller agencies, and big groups who work with corporations for sure, and and they do channel passengers through our system. Advertising, obviously, we do advertise on the web more to say because given the size of the online, I mean, we, we, we act differently from the, from the legacy. So you, you don't see a big uh, advertisement uh, panels in the streets for La Compagnie. I wish we could be there, but one day we'll come to that, maybe. But, but the web is a pretty effective way to, uh, to uh, make us known uh, among the community of travelers. And uh, we do work with, uh, with organizations in the States and in France to... Uh, to advocate and to push ourselves and our concept onto uh, the different sw- sites to, um, well, existing travelers, potential travelers, or or people who have interest into France or into uh, the French Riviera, and uh, and that's and that's pretty effective. I mean, it is impressive to see that, uh, well, being only five years old now, we do have sixty percent of our, our travelers going through the web to to get and to buy tickets onto uh, transatlantic routes. And we're pretty, pretty proud of this. We, we, we're working on, on all options we may get to, let's say, bring more passengers to our airplanes and to fly uh, across the Atlantic with us. But, uh, I mean, both systems, uh, direct and indirect sales, are pretty much uh, very efficient. I think we, we could, especially with the S321 now, uh, entice even more people. I mean, we do, even if the awareness is pretty good, uh, we're still working at uh, making it bigger. Even though we have a, a size impediment, as you may appreciate. All right, so now that's a good uh, good jumping off point for one of my favorite topics, which is fleet. Um, you launched the aircraft airline with, uh, I believe, two Boeing seven five sevens, correct? That's right. And uh, you switched to A three twenty one Neos. Was it last year in twenty nineteen? 
Yeah, but, but well, the, the two Sent 57s have been uh, retarded from the fleet uh, during uh, 2019. At the mm-hmm. time, the two S321neos that we had ordered in late 17 have been delivered from uh, new from Airbus uh, in in May and September, and they have entered into service just after that. After we had implemented um, a, a modification after Airbus to have the uh, onboard uh, Wi-Fi. Uh, mm-hmm. which, which is a complimentary service we offer to all of our passengers that allow them to uh, use Wi-Fi connection during all phase of flight uh, from gate to gate uh, on on the route from Paris to New York or East New York, and, and this is this is pretty uh, efficient for the passengers. Not all of them want to use them, but I mean uh, we do have feedback from the statistic of usage uh, from the platform, and uh, it is pretty popular. I mean about sixty percent of passengers do use. The Wi-Fi to uh, conduct their business or whatever uh, curiosity they have on the web or uh, listening to music or watching uh, series or uh, movies, whatever. So that's um, that's the S- what the S three twenty one Neo is able to uh, to deliver. Now the Wi-Fi, even though it's it's a goodie, it's not the reason why we elected the airplane for sure. The Sennheiser we had were, as you know, manufactured in the nineteen uh, nineties, so they were getting a bit a bit older. Uh, right. Uh, and getting more difficult to support eff- uh, effectively in terms of uh, on-time performance, service completion rate, and cost. So uh, it was a good time for us to be able to elaborate a business plan whereby the S321 would serve the requirements that we had. We have a brand new cabin, of, of course, onto these two airplanes. Uh, we have got 76 uh, full-flat uh, seats with uh, top, uh, top-notch IFE, which is in-flight entertainment system, uh, with pretty wide screens for each passengers. I mean, the uh, atmosphere, like in all modern airplanes now, is with this uh, specific light, uh, mood light that provides you with different ambience uh, at the time of the flight. So just to, um, say, improve furthermore the experience of the passengers on board. But the S321 also is uh, a significant improvement in terms of uh, fuel burn. So fuel, as you know, is one of the top cost uh, factors of an airline these days and has been like this for, for decades. But if you compare the 321 versus five seven, basically we have been able to, to cut 30% uh, of our uh, fuel bills uh, over, over the period, uh, which is pretty high. And if you think, if you think that... Uh, 30% really? 30%, yeah, that's very significant. And we are an airline. I'm very conscious of what an airline is bringing to, this, to, to society in general, just to allow people to be able to move easily, safely from places... Uh, uh, across the uh, across the oceans, which is uh, uh, which is the foundation for uh, well uh, the people being able to live together, to work together, uh, for for well peaceful activities and, and business development and uh, and all kind of uh, VFR uh, requirements. And the three twenty one has really delivered. Well, it has been operating for less a bit less than a year now, but it has really and it is delivering the uh, the expectations that we had planned. Initially, and that's very significant. Even the noise level, uh, the noise level emission into the airport vicinity is very, uh, it has been drastically uh, decreased with the 757. I think the 321 is one of the, the most, uh, the quietest airplanes, commercial airplanes uh, today. And uh, you can, you can, the NEO uh, is, uh, is very efficient. You can, you can feel it. You can hear that if you go by an airport where you see right. uh, like this just taking off after 
another type of air, uh, aircraft uh, of the previous generation uh, just took off uh, seconds ago. That's a significant difference. Same to the cabin. Uh, the, the, the noise uh, treatment to the cabin has been improved by uh, Airbus in a significant manner for better comfort to the passenger. So, I mean, most of, and, and that was expected, but most of the variables that show an improvement of the uh, technology has really delivered uh, the expectation on the 321. With with the switch to the 321neo, did you have to hire new pilots or did you retrain the pilots that you had uh, that were working for Love Company? Well, both of them. But basically, we have retrained. Well, the, the mainstay has been that we have retrained all of the existing 757 pilots to the 321. So uh, mm -hmm. that was the plan initially. For a period of time, we have been uh, operating three airplanes because we we uh, we kept the last 757 just a couple of months after we received the second 321. So obviously we had some flight crews to operate this airplane. But uh, yet all of the original pilots, cockpit uh, crews and cabin crews that we had at Light Company have remained with the company to fly on the 321. And they are all very satisfied with the uh, performance of the airplane. I, I don't want to ever get too much this 321 uh, beyond what may appear a bit pushy, but that's really the reality. I mean, it's, uh, uh -huh. it's an amazing airplane. And well, as a CEO, I'm very concerned, obviously, about safety. This is our, uh, our number one objective, and uh, 1057 was 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 a good airplane for that. But uh, the safety is, is not uh, uh, an issue at all. But on time performance and uh, what we call regularity or service completion rate, I mean, the 757, even if it was, it has been a good workhorse for our airline and and also for sure, uh, for sure. Uh, was getting a bit difficult to uh, to manage in, in the last period of operation with us. Okay. The, having flown the 321 now for 10 months, uh, we have been running on 100% uh, dispatch uh, oh. for, for technical reasons. And, uh, well, this is this is even better than what we expected at first. Uh, and, and that's a significant throw into the perception of the airplane among uh our uh, employees, for sure, but also among our passengers, among the airport authorities, among our suppliers. I mean, we are really moving to the top tier of the uh, airlines in terms of uh, image and regularity. And that's, that is very significant for us. Um, are there any plans to order any further 321neos or any other fleet type? In the future? Well, uh, the just a couple of words on 2020. So 2020 is a year of transition. So now it is going to be the full year with the 321, which is going to be uh, helping at uh, transiting to profitability. Uh, so this this is the main objective of this year is to serve the markets we, we are in and we want to and we continue developing into uh, to uh, secure our financial accounts at the end of the year and to show. A profitability that we had not been able to show in the past uh, with the 757. The next step is that yes, we are preparing and working at um, at uh, further developments with more airplanes on more routes. Once again, we need to wait 2020 to deliver uh, what is expected, but uh, normally by 2022 uh, at latest, we should be able to add more 321s to the fleet. All right, well, Christian, I want to thank you for joining us on the uh, Airline Weekly Lounge podcast. It was a pleasure to have you on, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you, Meru, and uh, we would uh, love having you on board our airplanes. I mean, as, as a customer, as a paying customer, for sure, but uh, you will be uh, very satisfied with what we are. Thank you uh, very much for the conversation, and uh, wish you a nice day. Thank you for joining us on the Skift Airline Weekly Lounge. Uh, as usual, if you have any comments or feedback, you can reach me on mu at skift.com.